Happy New Year and welcome to episode 18 of the Wolf Sports Show. It's the final week of the 2021 NFL regular season. We've got two Saturday games kicking off week 18. A de facto playoff game potentially on Sunday night to end the week. We have the Antonio Brown situation to get to, which is a crazy situation, which is nothing new for him over the past few years. At the top of the show, I wanted to say that we will be having Shows during the postseason, previewing the playoff weeks from wildcard round to the Super Bowl. But for this week's show, we're going to give, we're going to go through each matchup quickly. And for teams that are out of the postseason, not going to be playing in the playoffs, we'll give brief overviews of where they're at heading into their off seasons. So let's get right to it with the Chiefs versus the Broncos on Saturday at 4:30. I didn't like this game, this matchup, the first matchup between these two AFC West foes being flexed in a Sunday night. It wasn't a good game. I don't like the decision to do it again, to put them on a Saturday. I see why they're doing it, because they want the Chiefs and Mahomes. They know it'll get ratings. I don't think it'll be great for football fans, but we'll see. Maybe it's a closer game than anticipated. Last week, it was a good sign early for the Chiefs. In the first half, they were outstanding on offense. And that was good to see because we haven't seen that much against good contending teams. Aside from the Raiders, who they blew out twice. But then it was concerning in the second half where they couldn't do much at all offensively. And the Bengals came back and won, lit them up with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase going off. And now they're out of the top seed in the AFC. They can still get it with the win and a Titans loss. But home field would have been big throughout the entire playoffs in the AFC. And on the Broncos side, they lost to the Chargers last week, got blown out. Melvin Gordon made comments that I tend to agree with, that they have a strong roster on paper and they shouldn't be losing like this and it's frustrating to lose like this. I agree they do have a pretty strong roster, but without better quarterback play, I think, is what's holding them back and keeping them at about a 500 team. So the quarterback situation for Denver will be really interesting to watch this offseason. The night game on Saturday, Dallas at Philadelphia. I like the approach Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys are taking. I don't have any reason to not believe them. McCarthy's been straight up with how he's said he was going to do things this year, and he's saying the Cowboys are going to play to win this game and play the starters, and it sounds like they're just taking an approach like it's a normal game they're trying to win, while some teams are not doing that this week. And I like that approach because I think it's just the right way to play and maybe build some momentum going into the postseason. It appears the Eagles might be on the opposite end of it. A bunch of players, including key starters, were placed on the COVID list to start the week. There's some speculation that they somehow... I don't know how it would work, but that it happened at the right time to where these players, when they get cleared, they'll be available all throughout the playoffs. 90 days it takes 
to have to like be tested again and be able to be put in the list again. So all these guys, when they get cleared, they'll be good for throughout January, throughout the playoffs. But Philadelphia did clinch last week and they've surpassed expectations of many. I said in the preseason, it would come down to likely the offensive line. If it is an elite unit, which it had the potential to be, the season didn't start off great. However, once the offensive line got going and was running extremely effectively, the Eagles became a playoff team. Still, one thing about them is on this run of the postseason, they haven't beaten a team with a winning record. Personally, I would play my starters and try to get something going against a good Cowboys team this week, but it it sounds like they're not going in that direction. We'll see. Maybe they will play the starters. And both these teams will be seeing past this week. Sticking in the NFC East, Washington faces the Giants this week. For Washington, if they nearly knocked off the Eagles last week, they argued he was interfered with. Uh, young tight end John Bates, a uh, pass intended for him toward the end of the game, which could have been a game-winning touchdown. It was intercepted by the Eagles. So that was a close loss, but at least they bounced back and made it a game last week. The big news for them, aside from the portion of the tunnel collapsing, which I don't think was handled well, apparently, and Jalen Hurts had to write a letter to Washington and to the NFL asking about that and what actions will be taken to hope that doesn't happen again. But the bigger news, I guess, was that Washington will announce his new team name on February 2nd, and it will not be the Wolves or Red Wolves. I think Wolves, I've said it before on the show, would would have been perfect. Apparently because of trademark issues, they're saying they can't use it, or Red Wolves. And it's interesting, it seems football team is a name that many people want them to just stick with. I think that might be the most popular, actually. Commanders is seen as maybe the favorite if they do change it to a name. They'll look to end their season with a win. Facing a Giants team that's really reeling. Over the past five losses for the Giants, they just haven't even been close. It's all been double-digit losses. The word was they were keeping Joe Judge for 2022, but it seems that he's almost trying to save his job in the media. And he went on a over a 10-minute rant that probably wasn't as bad. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I don't think it was quite as bad as the media made it, maybe. Especially if he is telling the truth about players wanting to play for the Giants and are mad that he left. If, if he's lying, that's not a good look at all, but it might be true. Anyway, that'll be, I'm assuming we'll find out next week or at least within the next couple of weeks, uh, Judge's fate. The Bengals face the Browns. Cincinnati, again, they went off against the Chiefs last week offensively, Burrow and Chase. I said in the preseason if the defense is even average, they can be good, and I'd say they were definitely average. Trey Hendrickson was a huge boost. I think he has 14 sacks this season as a free agent signing. And now Burrow is going to get a week to rest. He's His knee got banged up slightly at the end of last week's game. He could play if he had to, but they're resting him. I think that's interesting with seeding still on the line in the AFC, but they feel it's the best path. So they'll be rested, and they are extremely confident. You could see in the locker room celebration. And he did it at the college level, but Burrow at quarterback, 
he feels like he can beat any team and he's won a championship at LSU. For the Browns, I think Peyton Manning was summing it up well throughout the Manning cast on Monday night about where is Nick Chubb. He doesn't get the ball enough. He hasn't for too many stretches, especially this season. But even last season, I thought there were times where he wasn't getting it enough. And Baker Mayfield will also be out this week. And he's going to undergo left shoulder surgery after it hampered him basically all season. And Cleveland is definitely a team to watch at quarterback. Mayfield's future's up in the air, I think. He's under contract next season, but they might be trying to upgrade there or go in another direction. Steelers face the Ravens. It looks like Pittsburgh will be without Deontay Johnson because of a positive COVID test. That's a big blow if he's out to Ben Roethlisberger's final game. Still, I think Roethlisberger is going to, he might throw it 60 times on Sunday in his likely final game. We'll see if they can sneak into the playoffs. And it was really nice to see Roethlisberger go out with a win on Monday night in his final game at Heinz Field. I think everyone, aside from Browns fans, I guess, was happy to see that. For the Ravens, the loss to the Rams, they were sort of in control for much of the game. So that was a tough blow. Hurt their playoff chances big time. They need a lot of help. I guess, yeah, I think as much help as anyone to get in the playoffs. They settled for four field goals, which hurt last week. They just couldn't find the end zone, and it was a close loss to the Rams. I would think with playoffs alive for both of them, it'll be one of the games of the week, Steelers at Ravens. The Packers face the Lions. I think Green Bay wants to play some starters for a little bit, it sounds like. I think Aaron Rodgers wants to play a little bit on the Manning cast he was on. And it sounded like he didn't want to be rusty heading in the postseason. We had an MVP voter say they are not voting for Aaron Rodgers because of his vaccine hesitancy. That's not a good look at all. Rodgers, rightfully so, he's never met the guy, but he was calling him out like that and saying he's not going to vote for him for an on-field award where it's not like Rodgers did something truly terrible. He just doesn't want the vaccine. And he, I thought he laid out his reasons well. So Rodgers called him a bum, which I think was fine for him to do. The guy attacked him first. I was going to talk about this anyway, but now it really sheds light on it that I'm not sure if the MVP voters know what they're doing, many of them. I don't know how much they actually watch the games. I don't know what the criteria is for getting a vote. And as much as I disagree with vaccines being a reason for not voting for him, the consensus seems to be that Roger will be MVP. That I don't agree with. Same thing happened last year. I thought it should have been Josh Allen. This year is even closer, I think. But personally, I think maybe Brady should be the MVP favorite. Still one week to go. We'll see what happens. I think he would get my vote. And... The MVP process, it seems to be a lot of groupthink. I'm not sure how much these voters actually watch. For Detroit, Jared Goff was out last week with a knee injury, bone bruise in his knee. It's a painful injury. We'll see if he can give it a go in the season finale this week. Either way, the situation with him is one to watch this offseason. I think they should keep him and keep building the team. He's an accurate thrower. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's won huge playoff games. I think they will keep him, and I think they should keep him but we'll see where where that goes. The Colts face the Jaguars in Jacksonville, where Indy hasn't won since 2014, so 
I think people are maybe locking up that it's going to be a win and the Colts will go to the postseason, which they will do with a win. I wouldn't be so sure that long without a win. They're due, obviously, but I wouldn't write that in ink yet as a win. That said, they're huge favorites. Um, I think 15 and a half points. They need Carson Wentz to play better and step up, especially if and when they get to the postseason. On the other side for the Jags, Trevor Lawrence has taken some lumps this season, which he hadn't done in, in his football life. He's won everywhere he's went through high school and college. The good news is he's handled it well from what I've seen, and they have the right guy there at quarterback. They just need to build a good team around him. I'm not sure that'll happen. We already hit on Trent Baalke a few weeks ago. They need to hit on the head coach. They interviewed Jim Caldwell. I think he'd be a good hire. I'm just not sure how many people are lining up for the Jaguar job, even with Lawrence there. Normally they would be, but having Bulky remain just doesn't feel right, and some coaches might be staying away. Chicago at Minnesota. Justin Fields was set to start after missing two games with an ankle injury. Now he landed on the COVID list, so it looks like he has an uphill battle to start, which is unfortunate. This is expected to be Matt Nagy's last game as the Bears head coach. And we'll see who wants that job, who wants to work with Fields, which he's an high upside quarterback, even if there are some flaws or some more work to do in developing him compared to some of the other rookie quarterbacks. For Minnesota, it could be Mike Zimmer's last game too. Feels like it's trending that way. I'm not sure that's right. This hasn't been a great season, obviously. But since 2014, he's well above 500. In a division with Aaron Rodgers, he's won it twice. I know injuries have been a factor in some of the wins and successes, but 7-9 for his first year, not bad at all. 11-5, and 8-8, 13-3, 8-7-1, 10-6, and then 7-9 last year and 7-9 currently this year. You do a lot worse than that. There is talent on the roster. has been a lot of talent on the roster. I think GM Rick Spielman does a really good job. Maybe they feel a fresh start is needed, but we'll see where that goes. And they were in a tough spot last week without Kirk Cousins because of COVID. He'll be back for the finale this week. Titans face the Texans. Last game was, I think, the worst game of the season for the Titans, maybe. Bunch of turnovers, they were sloppy, so they'll be focused this week, and they're in the number one seed right now and looking to secure that on Sunday. And Derrick Henry, it looks like he's going to be back for the postseason, which is going to be pretty epic after he broke his foot at midseason. I think you can make a case for them being the Super Bowl favorites if Henry is healthy. For the Texans, again, they showed progress last week. They were up early and really in control of the game over the Niners. They couldn't keep it going for 60 minutes. The progress is a positive sign and foundations getting laid under GM Nick Casario, his second offseason. And he's got to keep building this thing up. The Saints face the Falcons. Atlanta lost by two possessions last week to Buffalo at Buffalo in snowy conditions. The score should have been closer than that. Matt Ryan looked like he scored down by the goal line, running it in. They deemed he was giving himself up. 
so it was like a yard short, but he got an unsportsmanlike conduct for, they said it was taunting. It was more so he's mad. He thought he got hit late, which he if he was giving himself up, he was. So I didn't like that. That wasn't great. And Ryan showed a lot of fight over the years playing for teams that have been hovering or below 500, and they've competed. And Ryan's been, been a big part of that. The Saints have a very realistic shot at the postseason with a win and a Niners loss, and the Niners play the Rams. So expect that defense and the offense led by Taysom Hill and Alan Kamara to be on their game this week on the road. The Seahawks face the Cardinals against the Lions last week. DK Metcalf scored three touchdowns. Rashad Penny had another outstanding game. Penny's going to be a free agent, and he's he might be making himself a lot of money now. He's looked like one of the best backs in the league down the stretch. And it's been good to see for a former first-round pick that's dealt with a ton of injuries throughout his career. On the other side, the Cardinals are coming off a massive win at Dallas last week. Arizona's 8-1 on the road. It might be better the lower seed they are to play their games on the road. They still don't have James Conner last week. They might be looking to get him back for the postseason, but we'll see if he plays this week. And I hit on Cliff Kingsbury's struggles late in season, dating back to Texas Tech. But give him credit for helping his team get a win last week and getting them to the playoffs in his third year with the Cardinals. The Jets face the Bills. The Jets were very close to beating the Bucks last week. I think Zach Wilson might be building some confidence, which is good. Maybe you could say you can't build momentum season to season or anything like that, but knowing he can play well against a team like the Bucks is big, and we'll see if he can do it again this week against the Bills. Buffalo is looking to clinch the AFC East to ensure one home playoff game to kick things off in the wildcard round. And Josh Allen had three interceptions last week, but it was snowy. One of them was tipped. And I think he should be in the MVP discussion as well, but he's not at all. It's basically Rodgers is seen as the heavy favorite, as we hit on earlier. And then Brady, Cup, and Jonathan Taylor. I think Allen should be right in the mix as a candidate, in my opinion. He might even be top two to me. The Panthers face the Bucks. Sam Darnold will get another crack as starting quarterback again, as he did last week. And this might be a big audition for him. Quarterback is the thing to watch for the Panthers. Matt Rule has been aggressive in trying to get a franchise quarterback. Darnold started well this season, fell off big time, got hurt. I think they're going to go in another direction. And they're definitely one of the teams to watch this offseason when it comes to quarterbacks, as is the case with as we mentioned earlier, the Broncos, Browns, and other teams. The Antonio Brown situation for the Buccaneers, it's unfortunate. It's ended like this. He was a key member of the Super Bowl team last year, called a touchdown in the Super Bowl. It's just he, I think others have said it, he needs help. It seems like that might be the case. I don't think you need to be a rocket scientist to know this was about money, it seems. There are reports that the Bucks say that Brown and his agent went to them and asked for his $2 million in incentives to be fully guaranteed last week ahead of the game. And then Brown was complaining he didn't get enough targets, apparently, which is unfair. I think Tom Brady brought him in and really was his last supporter in the league almost. 
and he was acting like that. I think it was maybe about money, I would think. Again, it doesn't seem too complicated. He wanted the incentives. Didn't think he was getting the ball enough to get them, maybe. And it's a tough situation, and we might have seen the last of Antonio Brown in the NFL, and it was a memorable exit for him to take off his equipment and go to the tunnel shirtless in New York or New Jersey. The Patriots face the Dolphins. The Pats are still in the mix for the AFC East. So while we might see some sluggishness from teams in the final week of the regular season, I would not expect that from them. Bill Belichick will have them ready to go. Miami is out of the playoffs now after last week. They were handled by the Titans pretty easily. It ended their seven-game winning streak. But Brian Flores did a good job overall. Again, this season after 10-6, and they missed the playoffs last year. This year, they were in the mix after a 1-7 start. I think the big thing for Miami is they need to improve their personnel decision-making. They've made good moves. Um, the secondary is one of the best in the league. The draft is where they need to really improve, in my opinion. The last of the 4 o'clock games on Sunday, the Niners face the Rams. San Francisco's won five in a row in this series. They'll be confident. But we need to hope Jimmy Garoppolo is okay with a thumb injury. He tried to practice yesterday and was in a lot of pain, he said. Though Trey Lance did a good job stepping in last week against the Texans. Cam Akers, coming off a torn Achilles from just last spring, is going to play this week. So that'll be interesting, him complimenting Sony Michelle, who's been... If you listen to the show, you know how key I think he's been for the Rams. And Matthew Stafford came through late with the game-winning touchdown to Odo Beckham Jr. Last week against the Ravens. Overall, he didn't play well again. He's had more pick sixes this season than Jared Goff did in his entire career with the Rams. Too many costly mistakes and, to put it bluntly, stupid throws he's made. That won't cut it in the postseason. Again, he's going to need to get hot and avoid turnovers for the Rams to have a chance. And I've seen there are many, I guess, in the media or whatnot saying that Stafford's playing extremely well. I guess they just look at the quarterback rating and stuff. I think people that actually watch know he's had some struggles in his first year. Remember, he's in a new offense and everything, so we can maybe cut him some slack. But I don't watch many other shows, but I watch often the Monday Night Countdown. It's pretty entertaining. He got his criticism as a Monday Night Football announcer, but he's done better as a more of an analyst in the pregame show, Booger, Booger McFarland. And he tells it like it is, and he's he's a person that actually watches all the games, you can tell, when some of the media might not. And he's been hard on Stafford, so I think it's I think it's fair criticism. And he does need to play better for them to win it all, I think. And finally, the night game, game of the week. The Chargers face the Raiders. It's basically a de facto playoff game. Some idiots, I guess, have been saying they should tie. Just both kneel, and they both get in the playoffs. That's totally dumb. That's not going to happen. It better not happen anyway. You play to win and see what happens. For the Raiders, Rich Passaccia has done a... Good job. He deserves credit for helping keep the Raiders in it. After dealing with just so much this year, it's been insane what they've gone through, and I didn't think they'd be in this spot several weeks ago. The Thanksgiving win was big, 
And from there, they've just hung around and they're in it in week 18. Ultimately, the talent of the Chargers, I think, might be too much. We'll see. It's at home for the Raiders. And I'm hoping for a close game that goes down the wire to conclude the regular season. So that does it all. Divisional games for week 18. No Monday nighter, of course. And it should be fun, should be entertaining, and crazy stuff happens in the NFL. You can find the betting picks against the spread picks. Um, been a good stretch late in the season. You can get them on wolfsports.com. And now finally, let's get to the mail questions. If you have any through the postseason, feel free to send them. Any questions or comments or thoughts you want to share, send them in to davidchapine at wolfsports.com. What are you talking about? Nick Foles would not have been good for the Bears. And the offensive line is not that shaky. From an anonymous listener. Thank you for writing in. I meant last year, the offensive line, when Foles was in there, it was shaky. It was shaky overall. Foles was killed last year. He was injured getting hit behind that offensive line. So, no, I don't think they were that great. And I mean, with Foles, you need a really strong offensive line, protect him. If you give him protection, he can definitely stand back there and pick apart defenses as he's shown. And I don't know. They're, I'm not saying they would have been a playoff team, but I don't see why Foles wouldn't have been good for the Bears. If they protect him, he can win. He had one start this year, and they won at Seattle in snowy conditions. So thank you for the comment. I don't agree. Overall, that Nick Foles would not have been good for the Bears. Maybe not. Again, they're not a very good team. He might have had them in the wildcard mix, though, I think, at around 500 maybe. Will there be playoff shows? Gene from New York. You probably heard this at the top of the show. Yeah, there will be um, shows throughout the postseason, so be sure to tune in. And finally, how did your fancy team do this year? Tim from New Jersey. The team was good. I'm not sure how many of you care. But the team was good. Third most points in the league. Had Devontae Adams and Jonathan Taylor as my first two picks, so that worked out well. Some unlucky breaks, COVID stuff with Adams missing a game and losses by fractions of points. Two losses I contend should have been wins because of bad scoring, which doesn't happen often. But So yeah, missed the playoffs narrowly but it's been a weird year for fantasy actually he's been lighting it up late in the season big time major points but joe burrow is he kind of cost me actually in middle of the season i started him when tom brady was on his bye and it was i think it was his worst game easily burrows i lost by around several several points i think and he only had about eight. I was surprised he was available on the waiver wire, so I picked him up. I should have stuck with Carson Wentz, who did well that week on Thursday night. I was going to pair him with Taylor. Anyway, that cost me. I would have been in the playoffs. and So that hurt. That might have cost me, but a lot of things happened after that, and maybe moves would have been different, and I would have missed anyway. But I used Burrow at the wrong time, unfortunately. Again, if you have questions or comments or anything, you could send them in. And if you want to make a Super Bowl pick before the postseason, maybe I'll share some of them. 
and we'll leave it there. The week 18 show, last show of the regular season. We'll be here throughout the postseason. We'll see how the matchups line up next week. Should be interesting. See which games are on which days to kick things off in the wildcard round. So again, thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week ahead of the postseason. Thank you.